0: Welcome to Disagreeers Video Game Club with Nicholas and Kyle. I'm Kyle. I'm wearing donut socks today. Last last time it was pineapple. What, what are you
1: wearing? You got socks on? I do have socks on. If you would if you would believe it, I've got white socks on. Ooh, like yep. ankle uh, nude yeah. nude socks. You know, they're pretty low. They're pretty low ankles. I I generally like a little bit higher of an ankle. um, Okay. Just to to give my ankles a hug.
0: To get that shoe off your ankle so you don't rub that skin off?
1: I definitely don't want to be rubbing my ankle on my shoe. That's for sure. This is the sock podcast. Yeah, I I think (laughs) this is something Sam Porter Bridges would be concerned about, though. I think he would care about socks and how they interact with the different boots that he gets to wear. I think you're Um, right.
0: That needs to be DLC, yeah. like an expansion pass of socks, because we didn't get to manage the sock game.
1: Right, we were managing boots, but not socks. Maybe if we had that, that would be more, even more exciting. It would but, be. I don't know. We since we talked last, we were the last time we talked about Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. We were around, I don't know, episode five, right? We were. We had just. Well, you were farther than I was,
0: or further. Because we're not talking about, talking about actual distance, is that correct?
1: Further, for this instance, I'll tell you what's correct. What's correct is that I believe you were further. Okay, <laughs> but I don't well, know. That really? I, 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 yeah, I think Maybe. I was the first time we talked. I was farther. Mm. The second time we talked, you were further. Okay, so I that's think how that worked. Okay, that's how that worked
0: out. Yeah. yeah, and then this time we're both finished. We we didn't think we'd be finished for this one. That's why we kind of waited an extra week. Other than uh, both yeah. of us not feeling great, but um we both finished well, game game. sort
1: of makes you that's right. This game sort of makes you think you're almost done for a while. and so yeah. uh, i was I was, you know, coaxed on by the promise of getting to tie some things up. and honestly, um, without, you know, talking about the ending yet, obviously, uh, I'm satisfied with how things tied up. I am too. for the most part, and yeah, I, i'm I'm really. Happy I'm done with this game, but I'm not really done because, as you may know, there is a post game. And so I do get to go back and do my chill deliveries if I s- see fit. Yeah. And so, do, so
0: before we get into breaking down these episodes uh, from five to to Finn, Fiend, um, mm-hmm. I think the last one's 14. Is that correct? 13 or 14? Um,
1: the last one's 14. And then I think they call the post game chapter 15.
0: Okay. But even though technically, the post game is before episode 14, right? Doesn't it dump you back before the game actually ends?
1: Uh, yeah, it's before the inauguration. So I think like one, okay. the thing is pass your time until the inauguration, which you of course get to see part of, right? Um, I won't say what it's an inauguration for. I mean, we're just not there yet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get there uh, about yeah. three hours
1: from now. We're
0: going to mm-hmm. discuss every one of these episodes in real time on how long it took us to finish those episodes. So All right,
1: this is going to be a twenty-hour <laughs> podcast. Yeah,
0: I like you was really satisfied with how it ended up. I didn't know, I didn't know if Kojima was going to leave us like open-ended uh, and let us fill in the blank, but he didn't do that, and that's why I was pretty satisfied when when a story like this is this crazy and you introduce Mm -hmm. this kind of world that i mean for lack of a better or for lack of another word crazy uh i don't want it to be open-ended i don't want to fill in the blank i want
1: him to tell me how he wants this to end and he did that so um he did and and he wasn't very subtle about it and in fact i i thought that the and and i'm actually i think this is a good thing but I thought the themes of this game were rather plain and clear. And, and, and actually, yeah. I, I had heard some some criticism on the game talking about how it was too cryptic or too hard to understand what it was about. And and I think that that was probably coming from someone who had checked out before they allowed themselves to experience the latter half of the game, which is, right. like I said, fairly fairly clear and straightforward, even though everything is still insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, know, I mean, things, still...
0: things don't make... I mean, if you consider our real... You have to let go of everything in our world. Like, sure. none of yeah, our Except rules the logic
1: work. of this universe as being... You know, this story is very allegorical in many ways. So, yeah. and, and, you know, it's not supposed to be representative of an actual reality, but it's a very... It's a fun... I don't know if fun is the right word, but yeah. it's it's definitely a symbol and metaphor rich environment. It's a reality where Mario existed. We know that much. True. Cuz uh,
0: Sam brings up Mario and Princess Peach at one point and we'll talk about that cuz that's definitely in my notes. Um Absolutely. All right, let's get let's get to it. Episode 5. It was about Mama and we left off about a quarter of the way through on our last podcast about uh, Mama, what was the real name of this episode? It was. Oh no, it's just that called was, Mama.
1: Yep, that's the name. So we left off. I had just had the um, interaction with Mama, where she had explained that she. I I learned that she had this BT baby. Yeah, and uh, she explained how she had this baby, which was essentially she has this twin sister, Lachna. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Mama's real name is Malingan, and they are. Um, these two craters they're named after these two craters which oh all ties back to the whole extinction theme but
0: like craters in our like real life or craters in the game yes okay
1: uh two real world craters i you would i wouldn't be able to tell you where they are but Mm -hmm. um they are craters left behind from meteors that had struck the earth or meteorites yeah Uh, i'm not i'm not mama i don't have that that knowledge that scientific knowledge but yeah. um uh yeah so anyway they were they were born they were twins but they were conjoined twins right and mama had a working uterus but did not have eggs and then her sister Lachna, had eggs and so could you know with a sperm form a, a zygote uh, but could not, since she didn't have a working uterus, could, that zygote could not implant and then get... I'm explaining how babies work <laughs> to prove that I know. Hey, you um, know more
0: than Gwyneth Paltrow does about the uterus and the vagina, so... Oh,
1: don't... <laughs> I don't want to talk about goop unless we're talking about, like, the black goop that comes off of BTs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, long story short, uh, she she had this baby as a way to... Well, as I understand it, Lochna. Um, could tell that Malingan was very um, despairing, right? And um, offered this. Now, I might have this wrong. Whose idea was it to have the child?
0: Well, Lockna wanted the baby, right? So, um, Malinga didn't. That's right. Want it, but she wanted right. to uh, help her sister in the end.
1: I had it. Yeah. I had it backwards. So they 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 have this psychic connection, mm-hmm. and so uh, Mama could sense that lachna was despairing and and thinking about killing herself, and so right. floated this idea is like, hey, why don't we have a child? And so, um, yeah, that's yeah, that's the, how it.
0: The classic. Let's fix our relationship by having a baby. Set up that always works one hundred percent of the time, and mm-hmm. uh, well, just like real life, it doesn't work here. Uh, at first, because I think the first death stranding event happens right when she's giving birth to the baby. And that's where we, where we get to this, uh, this event where she's connected to a BT because, um, part of herself dies in this accident and the baby died. So it's clinging to the other side, but also clinging to her. And um, so she's like this living being in our being in our world that's carrying this BT on a like what kind of umbilical cord would you call that? It's not a living umbilical
1: cord. It's a, I guess, a dead one. A beached. Yep. It's one of these. It's one of these umbilical cords that apparently have been a, you know pre-exist mammals. Sure. In the world of Death Stranding, um, and they connect souls to beaches. Uh, but this part was really I, I liked this this part. I had already worked my way through the map and, and done some things to make traversal easier. Yeah. But getting Mama from her lab to Lochna. Um, it starts with this big fight against a giant lion BT. Oh and then yeah. which which I just I ran away from and I think that was sort of what you were meant to do. And then you take Mama into the mountains to meet her sister. And this next part, well, actually, okay. There's just so much to talk about. Like I skipped (laughs) the part where Sam, Sam, you get the you get the ability to cut the BTS loose, which is super great.
0: Your scissor cuffs or your like whatever kind of cuff that is. Man, I found myself. I did that all the time. All I ever did was start like doing the uh, creeping. You know, I crouched and I crept really slow, and I just cut them all loose. Yep. Man, that it is so satisfying when you get that. Because now you feel – I know there was one uh, one of our conversations we talked about how, to me, the BTs were like the flood from Halo, where it was just an annoying encounter. You just, It's something you have to deal sure. with, and it's not fun. But then, Kojima, I think he realizes, realizes this, and he always gives you something new to use, a new tool. Throughout the game, you're always getting something new, but that one – was the one I consistently used, and you didn't have to like buy ammo for it or use your own blood for it. Yep. So,
1: or or yeah. carry anything on your right. back, like yeah. you know, prepare enough grenade pouches or whatever. But, uh, and and yeah, and they're those like tougher BTs, and yeah. you could just cut them loose with one, with one uh, cut. But when you cut loose the the baby BT. Mm. And it kind of, it kind of, I wanted to ask you this because I honestly, I haven't read anything and I don't know what other people are saying about this, oh, but yeah. when, when the baby BT kind of goes up and you see, I don't know if it's one or two BT sort of accepting it. One was her. Um, okay. That's what I wanted to know. Like, yeah, that makes sense.
0: It definitely was sense. her. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it had her glasses and everything. So apparently you get to keep your clothes.
1: Okay. Um, at least This is for what a I get bit. for playing on base PS4. I didn't see the. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm kidding. Actually, I don't know if I said this, but this game looks so good. I because I've seen it on base PS4 and I've seen it on PS4 Pro. It looks yeah. so good on on both. Really, it looks just so. It's a beautiful ridiculously game. Ridiculously yeah. good. I might yeah, anyway. like. I might get it on PC
0: and play it on PC because not only will the mod community be insane. Like, I just I don't know. I just want to install mods on it, but. It's going to be beautiful on the PC. And yes. I kind of want to experience walking around on... I, I kind of want to play it on hard. I want to do the uh, traversal on hard mode and see how bad it is or how hard it is, you know. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So that was definitely... Uh, okay. Yeah. It was definitely her reaching for BT on the other side because she herself and that died. Was just, yeah.
1: Right. That was just me trying to figure out that she was indeed dead and, and yeah. she's like gets gets dead dead when we get her up to the mountain.
0: Yeah I was uh, I was emotional about that like I think we talked about this where uh, Coach Mud you know some people are not fans of his writing I'm not one of them uh, some people are and I think you're more of a fan of him than I am but the one thing yeah. he did well for the both of us and other people that played through the entire game was the world building and the character building because we all you and I definitely cared about every single character yeah. that was brought forth in this game. There's,
1: given the fact, and normally given the fact that a lot of the dialogue is just so unrelatable and cryptic, yeah. um, and and it depends on the character, right? Um, but I, I think that some of the shortcomings in dialogue were made up for by just the situations and circumstances of the story and a lot of the details that were put into this. I remember when I connected the chiral network in Mountain Knot City. Yeah. Um, you had just delivered Mama. Lochna's there, and there's that animation where the, the station is being connected, and you can see Lachna kind of holding down her sister's body to keep it from floating up. Yes. And um, I don't know, just like... That's that kind of detail isn't always respected. I like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I I found myself way more invested in the characters than i than I should have just based on how the dialogue is. And all I mean by that is that sometimes people in this game don't talk like real people. Yeah. Because they're talking about ridiculous stuff. They're using poetic language. Um, well, and it's translated. It's,
0: it's, and it's probably not translated a hundred percent well because. We've seen it with his own tweets. He's got, uh, he 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 is in Kojima. He tweets in Japanese and then he has someone on his team uh, translate it for him. And there have been <laughs> posts on Kotaku and other game blogs that are like, hey, you guys are taking this out of context. This is what it really means. Um, sure, and so they're not even doing a good job in the tweets that he does. So take that into consideration when you're thinking about what we're seeing in English. Yeah, it is not. And sometimes it's not 100%. even a matter of is yeah.
1: is this translation good, but it's just a matter of this is hard to translate. So oh, anyway, right. anyway, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So that that occurs, um, and then do you want to go into the next chapter, Dead Man? Yeah,
0: let's do that because Dead Man, I. From the beginning, was not uh, I, I wasn't trusting this guy at all because of the scars right. on his uh, forehead. Well, let's talk about Kojima in his style of writing. And we both agree that he's not very subtle. So when you introduce someone with some uh, physical abnormalities, I guess, uh, usually in a movie, that means they're the bad guy. So when he comes on the scene and he's got this scar across his forehead, like all the way around, he's been cut open, obviously. Um, right. And I think you figured out quite early on that he was kind of Frankenstein's monster. He, and he even says that about himself here. Uh, he, he does. We find out that he's like, he has no soul because he's been put together from all these different body parts. Right. So he's not even connected to a beach. Um, were you gonna say something about that?
1: No, I was oh. just like that's the logic of this universe yeah. is that like if you weren't born, you don't have a soul, and it's so it's 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 a little weird but uh, acceptable. Yeah. And I think all I had noticed was he had that Frankenstein scar because Guillermo del Toro is such a fan of Frankenstein. Oh, okay. The, the old movies. Yeah. That's um, cool. And so I thought that was neat, but yeah, it turns out he is he actually is a monster in yeah. that sense. Yeah,
0: but I didn't trust him because of that, so. I didn't like the character because I thought I wasn't supposed to trust him, and I kind of pushed that character away as I was playing because I didn't want to get
1: close to the sure. enemy. And he acts—he acts, he acts kind of weird. Like he, he is acts shifty. Super weird. He, yeah, yeah and he kind of shakes the baby a little bit. And uh, yes, he won First
0: of all, he wanted to kill the baby right away. He didn't even want to give it a chance. Um, and then uh, we find out that BB. the baby, yeah, BB was going to, um, like he was growing, and he might transition to becoming an actual human or something that that went against what dead man wanted so he was going to like reset bb so uh right and he's a close talker in the shower
1: yeah what? yeah that that scene was um <laughs> was pretty crazy and uh i i enjoyed it sam sam yes. had obviously with Asymphosymphobia was not having it uh but dead man's reasoning of course is that in the shower and getting up close, he can say these things without being monitored. And so right. now you're really starting to see, even more so, that bridges might not be on the up and up. And maybe you need to not trust Die Hard Man so much. Right. Yeah. Um, which I, you know, those, you're getting those signals all throughout the game. Yeah. Uh, and th- during this whole chapter, I think uh, BB is taken away from you and yes. everything you need to do without him. And I, I thought that was. Uh, that was a fun kind of different way to play the game for a little bit.
0: I liked I liked it on a couple of reasons uh, because when you have BB and you're traversing the world and BTs show up, you have to deal with that stupid cutscene every single time where <laughs> yeah. you get like, what do you call that machine on the back? What was that called?
1: Your Odra your Odra deck? Your Odra deck.
0: Yeah, it comes out, it goes into a cutscene every time to let you know BTs are around. And that's because BB right. is connected to you. So during this chapter when you don't have BB, you don't have to deal with that cutscene and it was a welcome, like it was refreshing. Sure. Um Yeah. Yeah, I, if I
1: could turn it off I would. I yeah. I I get why it's there. It's there for the cinema. It's there sure. for the get your goosebumps, but yeah, we we you and I definitely and anyone who plays the game sees BTS enough, mm-hmm. and I think that just the BTS by themselves, if you were notified that they were around, would be spooky enough. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it that is kind of nice.
0: Yeah, uh, I like that, and I like the challenge of it because just suddenly BTS were around, and you right. didn't get that um, that cutscene, which the first time. A BT showed up and I didn't get that cutscene. And as much as I hated the cutscenes, I wish I had it because it scared the crap out of me when a BT was starting <laughs> yeah. to like be right in front of my face. So,
1: yeah, that's a good point. The cutscene kind of undercuts the idea of getting like ambushed by one of these BTS. It doesn't yeah. happen. Um, but anyway, yeah. So th- this this part I I liked. I was doing just a ton of mountain deliveries at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. I,
1: uh, from this
0: point on... Well, I told you my stats were I didn't do any standard missions. So I just mainlined the entire right. game and just barrel rolled right through. Um, But was there anything about Dead Man that stu- stood out for you in this chapter at all?
1: The main thing for me was just learning more about the origin of the BBs. And, yeah. and honestly, like this is where I... I think the dead man chapter and the heart man chapter, it was so much information and I still was like, not understanding what the total picture was. In hindsight, I can see that that's by design, but during those, during those info dumps, I was uh, concerned, let's say that maybe I was listening to a lot of, a lot of exposition that would not pay off. Yeah. Um, Especially because I was having so much fun with the sandbox portion of the game.
0: Now, I will say, like, we talked about how it was satisfying at the end because he does fill in the gap. But I think some of the info dumps, maybe he didn't expand enough upon. Or there could be just me where he info dumps so much that my brain just couldn't take on any more information and I just couldn't register what was being told at the moment. Um, But I think, was it this chapter where Deadman tells us that the BBs were originally used to expand the chiral network.
1: I believe so. He starts to tell us a little bit about the original, the origins of the BBs, because before now we had thought that they were like terrorist technology sure. that then bridges yeah. um, utilized, but that's not the case. So, uh, yeah, I I did like to learn more about them. Um, this whole chapter uh, sort of leads to the next. Obviously, it leads to the next chapter, but it leads to yeah. uh, you being swept up in another big uh, Wizard of Oz-style storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, before we do that, though, like this is my question about the Chiral Network.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I never fully understood <laughs> the point of the BBs expanding the Chiral Network and what exactly the Chiral Network was. So here I am trying to connect everything, but because the chiral network is made out of that chiral. Chiralium. Yeah. Chiralium. Did it ever go into specifics about what that was and where it came from, or did it really come from the other world?
1: You, the, the last bits of how it works are filled in at the very end of the game, but the chiral network is used, is using, um, beaches, Right to uh, connect people, basically. Okay. okay. Um So it's oh, and utilizing... that's how the BBs were.
0: Okay, I got it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes that's, sense. And that's
1: why that's why uh, you know seams were opening up and BTS were coming through. Right. Um, because it did this tremendous stuff for the people using it in terms of its uh, its functionality, uh, but then it had this this downside. And so there are all kinds of uh, parallels you can make to the internet. I think. The Chiral oh, network sure. is obviously, uh, you know, social supposed media. to be the internet, yeah. And and you know, Sam's um, Sam's handcuff is obviously a cell phone, yeah. in, in a very Black Mirror type of way. That's true, um, yeah. But I don't I don't mind it. I mean, he uses it to to communicate, and he and it's a handcuff. I mean, yeah, <laughs> so exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's that's the sort of stuff. I I sort of went into this game expecting those sorts of, you know, on the nose. Uh, symbols
0: yeah that makes sense um yeah what was it what was the next one we had die was it die hard man no it was uh Clifford no, dead Fight. man
1: right because that's you right. are you're trying to get to dead man on the um in in the cabin yeah and there's a giant storm and and that's when you get swept up and uh you land we, we had talked a little bit about Unger which was chapter four and, mm-hmm. and what a like slap to the face that was and just like oh m- oh my goodness I'm, I'm shooting people now and yeah in fact I like I died a couple times because it was the first time I'd used a gun in the game at sure. all uh, yeah and you're forced to like you can't get through yeah.
0: these Clifford yeah. fights without using weapons and the game that's the kind of uh game design that I don't really like is here play it how you want to until this part and then i'm gonna force you to do it this way um
1: well and i i i liked how it made me feel the first time in the world war one scene you were like stuck in the trenches and it's like i guess i'm shooting people now um and it was tough but the whole experience of it and especially in episode four we had i didn't have any idea who clifford was sure and why he wanted BB and like everything was so mysterious. I liked that his little skeleton soldiers would like pursue you. And it felt sort of like an active situation. I also just felt in danger because I was like, I thought this was a game about delivering things. And now I'm like fighting skeleton soldiers. So, um, in, in episode seven, uh, Clifford, when you go to like a world war two esque town that had, that's like surrounding this clock tower, um, it's way more opened up. I thought it was a pretty fun fight. Uh more like, you know, it it expanded on what we got to do yeah. in episode 4. It was more
0: enjoyable, first of all, because I was ready for it and I kind of understood the mechanics behind what I was getting into because of the first fight, but also um it wasn't as claustrophobic. You didn't find yourself in those little definitely uh, corridors yeah. or you know the trenches from World War One. So um, yeah, it was a little bit easier to handle. I didn't die any any time after that first encounter, so it, it was definitely yeah, easier. Um, and I appreciate that the Clifford chapters are short because that's all it is. It's like a boss fight, and then you go to the next chapter. Yep, um, and it's very. Gamey in the sense where you have to Did you have to kill him four times? I thought you had to kill him three well, times, which is, you know, the so video game rule.
1: The first thing you do is you definitely meet up with a dead man who has somehow right. also, you know, has followed you to this this beach, which I don't know when we learn this, but um Wait these a second. world these like war zone beaches are like the combined beaches of people who died in these wars uh, yeah. because if a bunch of people die in a big traumatic event like that, they, their beaches combine. And so, um, you that, meet up with dead man and you get BB dead man back. being there. Now that I'm thinking about it, it doesn't make any
0: Well, okay. Maybe I'm not remembering something, but he himself said he wasn't connected to any beach because he's not technically alive. He was put together. He has no soul. Right. So how did he end up here? Was it because that's of the storm? That, but that shouldn't have been I, able know, to take him.
1: There are answers to most of my questions, so I'm assuming there may be an answer for this. I don't know okay. uh, what that would be, other than maybe it's because he had B.B. with him. But um, yeah, maybe. I just know that that's the first thing you do. And that this part is really cool. Like these, these I was not expecting, especially when I saw early, early, early reactions to Death Stranding, which were some of which were negative. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting these sorts of scenes that feel really rich. The environments feel, uh, really realistic and full and interesting. And, um, definitely a lot of spooky atmosphere moving through the, the, um, underground portions of this part. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you never know where things are going to come out in, I, I like that it's, it's not, um, predictable in a sense with the gameplay, especially in these, uh, combat situations, which I enjoyed because they're just going to pop out from different areas and, uh, they can follow you. Like I found them following me around instead of me trying yes. to find them, which was, yes, I didn't expect that. And that kind of scared me when I discovered that they were following me, um, the first time. And yeah, so that was, that was fun. Yeah, And, and I,
1: as far as I, yeah. killing Clifford three or four times, I don't, I don't remember how many times you have to down him. Sure. Um, but yeah, this part was cool, but yeah. then it, it obviously it's over pretty quick. And yep. then uh, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about with Clifford?
0: No. Um, no, because I don't want to say it, what I had kind of joked about being what ends up happening because we're not there yet. Um, yes. Yes. But no, I, uh, during this section, I really thought Dead Man was going to die. I thought he was going to meet his end after this episode or during this episode. Because he's just so, like, he's kind of useless, you know? He he doesn't have any physical traits that can help you in a situation where you're in a war. And I really thought he was going to die. Um, but also, I don't know, like, can you die in this situation? I don't know. Like, is it... Yeah,
1: I. Yeah. I'm not I'm not sure. Obviously I've gotten that game over in the in the episode four, but um I don't know. Uh he just sort of scurries away yeah. through the tunnels. Yeah. Um and that's that's pretty much it. Uh we see him back because and he explains this later, but mm-hmm. your your sort of downing or defeating Clifford allows him to escape that beach as well.
0: Yeah, it's like our escape. It opens up a portal back to right. our world or something because we killed him.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we kill him, it
0: ends his beach, or that specific beach.
1: I love talking about this game because it's just so bonkers, and I I think (laughs) I've tried to talk about it with people who haven't played it, and it's almost impossible. You can't do it. Yeah,
0: they have to play it. Like, you and I can talk about it straight-faced, and it can make all the sense in the world.
1: (laughs) Not only is it definitely about something, it's also the, the like... uh, the appeal of the gameplay is pretty straightforward too. Yeah, it's not actually like he does a lot of innovative things. I I think that the combat in this game there is almost nothing innovative about it. Um, but right. But it is, it's like it feels just like the rest of the game mm-hmm. in that once you pick up a gun, it's not hard to figure out how to use it. Um, and the the like the cinematic aspects of these portions are just wonderful yeah. really really fun
0: i mean he definitely gets if there's any strength that i will talk about with kojima it's his ability to compose a scene like he can oh yeah compose the hell out of a cinematic sequence it might go on for way too long it might be lengthy in words um but it will look beautiful and the way he directs the camera around. I don't know if it's always I'm assuming he's very handsy with the hands-on being like okay, we got to move the camera from we we got to tilt the camera here, we got to pan it from left to right here. I want it to revolve around them in the scene 80 times. Even and if that's, it's
1: that's what he meant like in yeah. uh, when he talked about being all over every uh, part of the creation of this game, he meant that he put care and and heart sure. and soul into every little bit of it, and uh, yeah, definitely that comes through in the direction. Yeah. Um, the next chapter is Heartman, which I really, <laughs> I love. I like way more in hindsight. Yeah. At the time, it's just like mind blowing <laughs> and bizarre. Well, it's, um, it's, do you want to talk about Hartman in terms of like when you get to his lab in the mountains? Yes, it's
0: insane. So, all right. This is probably my favorite episode of the game because of how crazy I'm it is glad. but also like I was worried you would think it was too silly like I just <laughs> Well it is too I, silly I love, but it yeah. I don't know how to explain why it latched on to me maybe it was the whole family um sure. part of it but yeah. yeah so we get to his lab and you see these like I don't know if they're real dead bodies hanging around or if they're just models because you know scientists and doctors have skeletons in their office but they're not real skeletons so i don't i don't know what these things are but it was scary i'll tell you the one thing i hated was when sam walks in the second time to the lab and he just pats one of them you know what i'm saying yeah, like he so, just like it, it's out of character I don't know. I,
1: I, I didn't know what those were until yeah. there's that part, and I'm cutting ahead, but when Hartman asks you to wait for three minutes while he dies and comes back. Yeah. Because he is constantly dying every 21 minutes. Yes. yeah, Not unlike a, a racetrack has a race every 19 minutes or whatever, but sure. he, he's, he's dying constantly and, and coming back. Yeah, so and it's because he's going to the beach to try to retrieve his family who uh, he was separated from during the last extinction event.
0: Yeah, the last death or the main death stranding event, right? They died yes. and he what did he do? He had a dream or something where he saw him on a beach, or maybe he was on a beach and he saw them. I remember there being a sequence where there were yeah. a ton of people on a beach and he was seeing them walk toward the water and then he was pulled out of it so ever since then he's been going to a beach like he has an ability to visit anyone's beach not just his so he'll... Yes. and he'll, he's a
1: dooms he's a doom
0: sufferer as yes well. that's what it is so uh every 21 minutes he gives himself a heart attack with um Something, So he's got to lay down, have a heart attack, <laughs> die, go to a beach, try to find his family. And then uh, he has a system set up where he gets shocked to come back to life. Um, and then he can just continue talking right. to
1: Sam. <laughs> but what well, did he and, say? And he been... has like a funky heart, too. Like his, yeah. his heart is shaped like a heart. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know a better way to say that. His heart is like shaped like a cartoon heart for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Um, and... Also, so the reason why I brought up that that three minutes, um, which I I liked that, I thought that was that was clever, and mm. I you get to look around his office, and if you zoom in on things, it tells you what they are, and right. you get some likes from from Hartman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I zoomed in on some of those, you know, spooky white looking BTS you were talking about, and mm. they were indeed they were models that he had created. Oh, okay. They were not.
0: Yeah, I looked uh, around at everything. I just didn't remember if they were models because I don't remember little yeah. things. So, yeah. um,
1: Well, and it's easy to... like Because I don't even know if I got to see everything that I could have because I was zooming in all over the place and yeah. then some things would give you more information and sometimes it would just zoom in. So yeah. um, there were just like, you know, there's a picture of him with his family. There's like you zoom in on his bookshelf, um, all kinds of interesting stuff. Uh, yeah. But what, what is basically what Hartman tells you? Obviously, he tells you about his experience uh, dying and coming back, dying and coming back. But he what else does he reveal to you here? Because it's a lot.
0: Uh, so that's all I remember. Like, I'm trying to figure out what he... Like, what big key information he gives you to move the story along. Okay. I know... The, his ability to search beaches and go to other beaches is something that comes back and helps you uh, do something later in another episode. But um, is there another big
1: reveal that he does for us in this episode? Well, well. To to sum it up as best as I remember, he is explaining what we know about Death Stranding, what uh, and, and oh. how he wants. He's very eager to learn more. And so, what he ends up sending you on are missions to the next stations, but kind of the thrust of those things is to collect uh, different things to the to to give to. There's like a paleontologist, there's a geologist. They're all trying to study. There's a spiritualist. They're all trying to study uh, the death stranding from these different angles. And I really liked this portion, and I this is where I really want to go back and get more emails because. Yes. and I don't know how big you were into the. I, I enjoyed uh, at the end of my play session or at the beginning of my play session. If I was in a private room, mm-hmm. just sort of reading emails, um, they they all sort of were written. <laughs> clearly, it's like Kojima and one other person r- wrote on this game, yes. <laughs> and a lot of these a lot of these voices and these emails end up sounding the same or similar. Right, uh, but still, I, I still enjoy them. Um, Kojima, with his memory chips with Hartman's lab and all the media that Hartman has. and Hartman brings up some of the movies he watches and music he listens to. yeah, uh, and all these emails, these emails are all expressions that Kojima is trying to get through to the player. Um, and they're not necessarily the most interesting characters in and of themselves. But I always sure. found it fascinating to read them from the from the aspect of, Okay, Kojima is going to tell me a little bit about this character. He's going to tell me a little bit about the story of this game. But every, not every email, but most characters who email you have this sort of longing. Like they want to be your friend, it seems like.
0: Yeah, yeah. And some of them expect you to, well, it expands the world in an interesting way. And it's rewarding to read those emails because, first of all, you get the pizza thing through the email. You get these like side missions that you can just choose to go discover things. Like I was going to go do the, uh, the bright light stuff and I kind of forgot to do it. And I, I want to go back and see what those bright lights were all about because someone would send you an email saying, Hey, we saw a bright light at the incinerator. Can you go check it out? Um, I never did. Did you go do those?
1: No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, me either. That's still that's still something I did. I was focused on getting everyone to five stars so I get yeah. all the emails and little trinkets. You get I don't know how many of these you got, but you get trinkets, I don't they're probably called something else, that you can hang on your backpack that give you little oh, bonuses. Yeah. Like Yeah, I got the one. one that I used, the one that I use the one that I use the most just increased the amount of chiralium you found. Oh, oh, that would have been really useful. No, I only found
0: One and I think it was the one that they just give you with the main line of the game, which was the Dreamcatcher. And it okay, um, did you get that one? I think so, yeah, yeah, it calms BB. I got like five of them, yeah, okay. Um, no, I only got one, but uh, so yeah, the pale bringing up the paleontologist because I wasn't sure if that was this episode or not. I remember sending you a message on Discord because I was really excited about you getting to the paleontologist because it opens up this, it reveals something huge in this game, which is um, these Death Stranding events could have happened before. This isn't the only one. And uh, I was taken aback by that and didn't know what that really meant. Like, well, are we, has this happened before? Am I the only Sam? And it started kind of explaining why all these Sams exist together and how we can all help each other in the same world in a sense where maybe there are parallel worlds. And um, I don't think that was answered 100%, but it kind of makes sense if you want to be Kojima and kind of have this shared world experience with a whole bunch of different Sams and you make it so your character can call out for different Sams and hear back you know?
1: Yeah, I'm so I'm I'm Sam, and then I'm you hear back yeah. I'm Sam too. Yeah. I, I I always viewed that as more of a another fourth wall breaking thing, which sure. this game is full of. Yeah. And heart we didn't mention that, but Hartman is constantly like looking directly at you, <laughs> yeah. the player, and giving you thumbs up. Um, yeah. And there's this great part where like you're leaving his lab, and and Sam like does a record scratch on the yes. record player. Yep. And then you get docked 20 and then like you get him back when you leave. I don't know. It's yeah. so funny. I I, I love Heartman, even to the end, is like one of the more lighthearted uh even though he's got a tragic story, he's just very he's kind of funny to me. Yeah. I like him.
0: Yeah, I mean he lightened the mood a little bit. So But yeah. yeah,
1: you're right. You you learn you learn about like you see like a picture of of a dinosaur with a giant black um uh, umbilical cord <laughs> coming out of its stomach, which doesn't make any sense. But in no. the in the uh, spiritual sci fi spiritual, we're we're playing. I want to know um, what his it, fear it of umbilical
0: things. cords are. It, and uh, to be honest, I hate umbilical cords as well. Like I, it was the one thing when we were about to have our daughter. I was like, that's the one thing I don't want to see because something about the umbilical cord just grosses me out. And then they got to cut it off, and then there's like a little nub left, and you got to wait two to three <laughs> weeks for that to fall off. It was yeah so gross. So I I kind of well, understand cord,
1: that cord is what gave you life, Kyle. Yes. You know it uh, it 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 grew you. You know, but yeah, I I I don't know. It's definitely a creepy thing, and in, in this circumstance, it's creepy because it's like connecting us to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a transference it's like a transference of life force from the mother to the to the child. Right.
0: Yeah, so that's Heartman. Was there anything else with Heartman that
1: called you? Just the these missions are cool. I did think it was sort of ridiculous that you have uh well, and maybe there's probably more side missions where you use the ga- the vog mask. Sure. Um but you like get this thing. Oh yeah. It has a battery so it just like runs out and you use it and then you're done. I don't yeah. you know, you don't necessarily have to use it again. But I, I never also did. Thought it, it, yeah. Right. But that sort of goes along with everything else in this game. There are plenty of things that you either use once or or you don't have to use.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah when i unlocked what was it the four grenade launcher thing that can home in on the enemy i only used those (laughs) and it made the boss fights at the end go extremely smooth um yeah i never used guns again so
1: it was great yeah um so i we could just say with Heartman, there are a lot of cool missions to the geologist, paleontologist, spiritualist, all the uh, Evo Devo biologist. Um, there is a, a kind of an optional one uh, where I found a veteran porter. I found a package Ooh. for the veteran porter. Okay. So I sought that out, and the veteran porter character is played by Sam Lake, who is the um, the, ma- the guy who played Max Payne. Oh, and, that's cool. Uh, yeah, and he sort of tells you his stories from being a porter, you know, back in the day during the first wave. Oh, well, that's neat. Uh, when, when Bridges moved out west. So a lot of cool little side characters like that. I got to hang out with him a little bit. I still need to get five stars with him. Hmm. Uh, but this all leads to pretty much the end where you're moving to the end of the map. Um, yeah. And you are... The episode is called Higgs. Yes. Higgs... That character,
0: I love the performance. I don't know. Was that um? That wasn't. Uh, I forgot his name. But um, it's Troy Baker. Troy Baker. That's who it was. Yeah, but it's yeah. not based yeah. on Troy Baker's appearance, right? That's just Troy Baker's voice. It is. Oh,
1: it is. No, his no it, appearance it does too. look like. Yeah. It, so he doesn't always obviously get to be in games. And yeah. With his face, um, he his vocal range is crazy. Like, cause I. I was such a fan of what he did in this game that yeah. I went to listen to other things and, like, he can do all kinds of stuff. Um, his character says some of the most off-the-wall stuff and a lot of the, like, video game Like, a lot of people are saying game over and saying lots sure. of different video game <laughs> yeah. stuff throughout the entire game Yeah, uh, because Kojima wants to constantly remind us, which I, I, lo- I found it comforting because... Games are so silly inherently. I don't know, Mm -hmm. like, whenever I'm playing a game like Last of Us, I I haven't played Last of Us, I need to, but a game like that where things are supposed to be serious, I like to just move my character around in silly ways just to, like, remind myself that, (laughs) you know, I'm playing a game. Yeah. So, like, make them, I think you can, like, make them skate or whatever, but, like, uh, Higgs is, he's so good. I I just, I, I guess we should talk about you get to the end of the map um, you connect to this like cross shaped structure sure and then you have to figure out how to get across the tar
0: yeah Uh, I so (laughs) I walked along the beach for about 20 minutes because I it said find a way to cross and I know you can't just go out into the water or I didn't think you could um, because it was just all tar and stuff and I thought I'd just die so I never did that and then I had to look up and that's exactly what you had to do did you know to do that right away just to go out into the tar um
1: no so I at first I just sort of poked around but the game kept like uh die hard man kept calling me like hey check your emails and so there were two emails in particular that I read and they were about how if you get attacked by BTs they'll drag you somewhere else and then one was all one email was all about how like they'll transport, they you know these these BTS can like transport giant structures like buildings and cars. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so with those two emails, I was able to figure out what to do, um, and I let myself get grabbed, and then that's when all the buildings came up, and there were yeah. two giant whales. Um, and then you sort of have to like, you know, Mario your way across all these buildings and platform your way yeah across i don't i did not even try to fight those whales did no you can you
0: because okay. i definitely didn't even try to shoot them i just thought you were supposed to get to uh what ended yeah. up being an amelie right in the yes. middle of the water um yeah that was it was a fun sequence uh because i like the traversal part of this game um and i didn't even try to fight the whales that's a good question um Next time I go through the game, I'm gonna see
1: if I could shoot them with a the rocket launcher or something. But um, I heard that you can you can fight them, but yeah, but yeah, I think I think the game's sort of encouraging you to just like, oh shoot, those are giant. Uh, go ahead and get across this tar. Yeah, because the whale you
0: do fight in the game is really difficult. Like it's a massive health bar, so I don't even know if I would have been equipped at this section of the game to deal with two of them. Um, right. that would have been too tough. So, yeah, you get to Amelie in the middle of the water there.
1: Which that was so crazy seeing her there all of a yeah. sudden.
0: Yeah, just it was definitely a surprise. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of figure out Higgs's plan from here, which was I like that he to me it seemed like he misunderstood exactly what was going on. So he knew yes. a few things. And if you do the extra bit For his character You can go to his bunker And you find uh, Like Isn't there like Red string All over the walls Trying to put Like this puzzle together And he finds out Amelie is the um, uh, What's the word She brings forth Extinction
1: entity Extinction
0: Extinction entity Yes So she could bring forth A death stranding And she is the one That can bring forth The uh, The final Death stranding Death Stranding that'll kill everyone. And um, so he understands that, but he doesn't really know how to bring, how to make it happen. So to him, he can control BTs and BT monsters. So he brings this huge monster out and he uh, kind of kidnaps Amelie and puts her on the monster. What What is his plan with that? So like if he were to get rid of us, would he just have the monster kill Amelie and that would, to him, initiate the,
1: the Death Stranding? Well, we show up and he's sort of like, uh, well, th- not at first. Okay, like I'm trying to remember what how the sequence of events. Sure. Um, but, but when we show up on the other side, don't we get, at first we get like this vision of a gigantic Amelie on the beach? Yes, the 50-foot see- woman, yeah. Right. You think it's Higgs talking to you at first and he points and then there's the there's giant Amelie, which immediately I was like, oh, that's like the Titan from the beginning of the game. Sure. And so clearly, you know, Kojima is saying that Amelie is the extinction entity with this, which we had already sort of figured out. Should have known from her wearing the red dress from the very
0: beginning. The woman in red is always the bad guy or a bad guy or, you know, some nefarious
1: this part's so cool. So you yeah. get across the tar, you go into that station, I think you sleep and then you wake up from this vision and there's that really creepy alarm and it's all in red in your yeah. private bunker. Um, and I I was sort of curious, like if you want to just kind of goof off in the bunker while the alarm's going <laughs> off, you can. You can like take selfies at the sink. You can do all That's the funny. things. Yeah. Um, but then uh, when you get out of there um you have the the mission is to get through this like ruin Mm -hmm. to edge knot city and on the way there are all these like really creepy uh floating balloon type bts that you haven't seen yet yeah
0: so did you try shooting them first or did you try to walk through them
1: no my uh, once i figured out what they did was what I sort of like got close enough to one that I Mm -hmm. I saw it starting to float in. And I I guess like I have encountered enemies like this in other video games before that behave in certain ways. And I was like, you know, I think I just need to move quickly. And so I just booked it and I did not bother fighting any of them. Mm -hmm. And I just ran and I was able to avoid them. So I, that was my first attempt So I had two attempts at
0: this part, this little section, and I sprinted, but I got to the very end of that. Okay, so yeah, you go through these balloon-type things. I don't know the names of them. And then you get to that BTs with the umbilical cords. But I was still sprinting when that happened, so they all started pulling me under, and then I died, essentially, because I just got outnumbered um, without slowing down. So... Then on the second attempt, I actually just started shooting all the balloons, and they just pop in one hit. So and they don't like they're not infinite; they don't come back. So you can just pop them all and just move along and actually be safe. Yep. So yeah, that's what really I ended easy. up doing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and I think what we bo- we both played on normal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that part, and then you get to the end, and you trigger a cutscene with Higgs. And a giant, uh, I guess what would what would be called an EE because it's like a giant t- titan. Yeah, but and, it it um, doesn't bring.
0: It's not gonna bring the death stranding. That's just a huge. It's like the whale,
1: right? Mm-hmm. It's just a big BT. It's it's so it's so uh, creepy and weird the yeah. way that it it its movements sort of uh, echo Amelie's movements. That's and true. And this part's hard to understand in hindsight because it I assume that Amelie's in control of this whole thing, but that she's sort of playing the role of a victim so that you are um properly motivated to go through all the steps you need to take to prevent the death stranding. Right. She's like playing two
0: parts. And I guess we'll get to that when we get to the other episodes, but uh, I'm still having a hard time getting behind her a, motivation. is a
1: real weird character, a real yeah. weirdo. Uh, she she's like she's bent on destruction, and from her perspective, it's clear that extinction is not a bad thing. Like it's yeah, it's actually inevitable. what she's supposed to do. Yeah, it's inevitable, and it's it's her role to play in the universe. Um, but then also, she has this connection with Sam. And she's also sort of coaxing him To make this choice um, But I have to give major credit To the voice actor, Emily O'Brien Who did oh she did uh, a great the job. voice for, for Amelie Because um, so many of Amelie's lines Are so bonkers and off the wall And just completely cryptic at times That if that performance weren't as good as it was It would have derailed a lot of scenes for me so, Oh yeah, for sure um, I'm so grateful, you know, that she did what she did. And same with Higgs. Like, Higgs is such a crazy character. Uh, and he obviously, uh, Troy Baker, took a totally different route and did very campy with his performance. Yeah. yeah. But it's so entertaining. Like, his, his voice is just really deep and, and good to listen to. But also, he does this very slight southern drawl. Yeah. And it it's very antagonistic. The, to I me, loved it
0: his delivery on that character being so uh, goofy or off the wall made sense in a way because the real world isn't real anymore. Like he completely let go of reality and how would you react? You you would feel like a God almost. And that's how he was acting. Like he could control BTs. He figured that out. We find out if you look up the equation on his head because he's like got this tattoo or ink on his forehead um it looked yeah, like it says tar. it says
1: damaged right it says damaged yeah but there's a,
0: he has like an equation <laughs> up there right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh damn it <laughs> joker um yeah yeah. yeah yeah um no the equation has to do with uh like controlling things or something i i I sent it to you. I forgot what it was, but it kind of explains how he figures out to control BTs. And um, yeah, that, that if you're able to do all this stuff, why would you act like a normal person? So you you would be crazy or super campy treating it like a video
1: game. He, I definitely hated him when he was interacting with fragile um earlier in the game like I really I was just like this villain bothers me I don't even I don't even like like to see him on screen by this time though he I don't know he just won me over with the -the over-the-top performance and I like uh, the performance yeah it grew on me. I, I also at this point it was sort of unraveling as to okay clearly he's not the big bad clearly like Amelie is the big bad
0: yeah yeah, yeah, which was really cool. And uh the final part of the fight with Higgs is Kojima just switches up the mechanics again. I was not expecting it. Because it starts with well,
1: don't yeah, don't skip ahead. Yeah, because oh, we... Okay, so we fight. Of this? The I big thought thing. that was part of this. Okay. We fight the big old giant thing yeah, yeah. and then and then we fight Higgs again. Uh I think it's on the beach. Right. Yeah, it's
0: um, on the beach and you have and, to You have to do three different things, which you pick up items and you have to make sure you hit Higgs with the item and then you can punch him. And once you get through that enough times, you – I forgot the second one. You do two more things. Do you remember what those were? I don't remember.
1: Well, so at first he says – this is, you know, no more bullshit. This is a good old fashioned boss fight. Yeah, sure. Um, stick versus rope, gun versus strand. Oh, that's right. Uh, and so you're encouraged to choke him out. Oh, by the way, this is an aside. I learned that you can, um, because did, okay, no, never mind. We're not there yet. So <laughs> I can talk about it later. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I mainly was like throwing, <laughs> throwing, uh, containers at him. Yeah. And this is after Sam has refused like weapons, I think, at some point. Right. Uh, but I was throwing containers at him. We skipped ahead. It's okay. I mean we uh, couldn't bring containers. weapons.
0: We're on the beach now, right? So
1: True. And he's like he's and I also just beat him up with my fists. Yeah. Uh and and you know, you can also choke him out with the strand. All these things, you know, are just sort of like taking his health down a little bit at a time. Right. Um and I thought that the boss fight was Even during it, I was like, this is kind of boring, but also like I'm super into just what's going on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then it transitions to what you were talking about where you kind of like down Higgs and then he gets back up and he's like, we've got doom, Sam. And it's very (laughs) campy. It's very over (laughs) the top. And he's like, this was only ever going to end one way. And the camera very slowly pans. And all of a sudden you're playing Fight Night.
0: Yeah, exactly. You get two health bars. Uh it's like horizontal fight, almost street fighter, but you're right. It's technically fight night, uh boxing. You're just throwing fists. And um The music is so good during is the whole part. Incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. I love I mean it's I swear Kojima perfect like i'm not the biggest kojima fan but he knows exactly when i'm getting bored of things or when to switch things up to make me a hundred percent invested again and this was like perfect timing for me because like you said that f- fight beforehand was interesting but kind of boring and then you switched to this and you got like this crazy soundtrack switched up mechanic fight it was perfect. I loved it.
1: The guys are yelling at each other yeah. while they're fighting. Yeah, and uh, y- it, the more tired you get, like it's very, very clearly represented in the animations of the characters how tired they are. Um, and in fact, I noticed them getting tired before I even noticed there was a stamina bar. Yeah, um, and they're yelling at each other. Sam yells about having having to ha- you know walk ten thousand miles across the country, which <laughs> I thought was funny because clearly. You know the map is not really that long, right. but I, I I pre I appreciate that you know that's what the story is, um, and they're just beating the hell out of each other, and you really get these great impactful crunches, and some of the some of the shots just like there's a slowdown and you see yeah. uh, Higgs's jaw just like move to the left, and it's yeah, it was cool. It I was just awesome. thought that was neat. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so Kojima did this in a Metal Gear game as well so it was kind of a homage a a
1: solid four uh
0: was it two or four i can't i think you're right it was four um but it was an homage to his own game and i like that it's like hey i did this before but also like I, i gotta put this in here for my fans because they expect me to do meta stuff like this and he did and it was
1: and it made sense in the moment. The I most, just love it. The most meta character was gave the most meta boss fight. <laughs> yeah. like the boss fight was just so uh, so self-referential. And I, I already mentioned it, but just, you know, whenever he does the thing where the camera slowly turns and mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, clearly now I'm in control yeah. from the cutscene. that works on me every time. I like I it. don't know if he's just doing it really well, but like I'm always like, all right, shit's about to go down. That Dukes has up. never
0: lost its appeal or effect on me since the very first time a video game was able to do that because it was all it was a huge deal and i don't know the first game that ever did it but i remember being blown away when uncharted did it and i
1: think i think it happens in the first when you play turok dinosaur hunter i'm pretty Sure. sure like you you like you see turok and then like the camera pans around and then you are turok and it's like yeah yeah
0: yeah, I mean, it was a big deal, because usually the cutscenes were always going to be better than the gameplay, and now, you know, it's equal, you know. It's great. Um, so anyway, yeah, we uh, we don't kill him in the fight, though. So we beat him up enough to where we kind of promised Fragile that she could end it herself, because of what he did right. to her early on, made her walk in the time fall, and that's why her body's all old and not her face or whatever. Um, so... She goes off, we hear a gunshot, but um, since we don't see it, we kind of know that maybe she didn't do it herself or I was afraid that he got the weapon from her and he killed her. So I was very happy to see that fragile was alive.
1: Higgs dies off screen, which yes. is, you know, I, I have mixed feelings about it, but also I'm kind of okay with there being a little bit of mystery. Sure. Um, but it's it's fairly clear that that she was giving them him the choice to either go to the beach or just die. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, and there's this, this part is very uh, strange. And I yeah. feel like I could have <laughs> just said that about any part we're talking about. This game but. was very strange, the end. It's a strange game, uh, (laughs) but like Fragile and Amelie have kind of a weird interaction. It seemed like to me that there was a kind of unhealthy jealousy from Amelie's part. Yeah,
0: and Fragile too, because Fragile, obviously, I, well, to me, she loves Sam,
1: right? She wanted to be with Sam for some reason, um, well, I think she's smart enough to know that's not an option because yeah. she's gonna die very soon, and she has the body of an eighty-year-old. But like, uh, she has <laughs> she clearly has an affection for Sam, right? Uh, and and has grown connected to him at least, just like as as friends. Yeah,
0: because she even cries when she's like, "You love her, go to her, and you have this connection that you obviously love her, Sam. You know that that kind of yeah, thing."
1: Yeah, I. I read that a couple... I mean, part of it's her chiral allergy that anything she does, uh, you know, as far as um, transporting people, she's going to cry from the allergy, but... Oh, yeah. Right. There was a lot of crying in this game. Also, it's... (laughs) Right. Everyone's caught... That's when I first saw, like, trailers for this. I was like, why is everybody always crying? But, you know, 90% of the time, it's an allergy-related tear thing. that's true. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> but at the same time, like it also is tears. Like it's also everyone's holding back so much that I think it's supposed you know, there's a reason why Kojima chose tears. Yeah. So I mean he cried the uh, entire
0: time he made this game. You could tell.
1: Yeah, me I, I cried the entire time I played it, Kyle.
0: I'm just always teared up because I actually do have allergies
1: like that where my eyes yeah. are constantly teared up. So um it, Okay, so this this is the part where Amelie and Sam talk, and yeah, is, is, am I wrong? Is this the part where, where you know, she uh, tells them the kind truth. of explains why she's done what she's done and set things up the way she has to get Sam to connect this network? Yeah, yeah, she did do that. And I,
0: this is something I wanted to talk about at the very end, but I don't, there's something about Amelie that like I just couldn't accept like I can accept everyone else's story but when she starts explaining stuff I can never be like that's not what's really going on here is it and and it ends up you have to like trust that to be true because it is true and it just never makes enough sense for me to just let it go does that make does that make sense
1: she is she is yet another creepy mother figure Mother/slash sister. Yeah. Well, figure. she's supposed to be, right? She is. Yes. <laughs> That's well, another she's your thing. Adopted I don't really mother. Get... Yeah. She's your she's your adopted mother, and Amelie is also Bridget. I mean, we we find this out right now. Right. Basically, um, Sam says, "So what? Like, I'm Mario, and you're Princess Peach." Right. Uh, and he's referring to like this whole story that he's been. It's very meta. It's it's referencing the, the player and, and how you've been kind of cajoled into doing all these missions as Sam. Yeah. And I, I was thinking about Mario from the moment I started this game because you have this, like, person you're supposed to go rescue who... Is being held by the bad guy yeah. supposedly, right? Uh, who is like blonde and taller than you, and it's just like yeah. you're like this. You're like a worker, like dressed in your work clothes. Um, oh man, this was all I. You know, this was all noticed by lots of other people. But then Kojima has to go and and say it and, and just actually tell you say yeah. the word. has <laughs> just tell you. Of course he can. Out. Yeah, he has to because he
0: doesn't think anyone's smart enough to figure it out. So he's he's got to tell you. You
1: know. I don't know. I smile anytime I think about the line now, but when I was watching it, I was like, oh, no, no, the one where I really cringed was when Amelie referred to herself as Princess Beach. Oh, my God. So that,
0: I never heard that, but when you told me that is what she said, I couldn't stand it. Um, I did not (laughs) hear herself call herself Princess Beach.
1: When does she say that? During this whole segment here okay so I will I will admit that I didn't notice it at first because I was watching without subtitles okay and I would recommend to anybody to, to play the game without subtitles because some of the dialogue uh, it is made more absurd if you're reading it if, if you're like just listening to the performances and watching what's happening on screen it's not so bad no oh, um, okay
0: i read so, subtitles the whole time
1: yeah, so yeah. I, I mean, I but that's like I would do that with any game. I think subtitles are just sort of like redundant and and like get in the way. And yeah. as long as I can hear what's happening, I'm good. And and luckily the voice acting was was pretty good for the most part. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she he says, or you know, he's like, so we just run along the sand and she's like yeah like mario and princess beach oh, and when you and I, the reason why i saw that is because i watched the cutscene again and they it was on youtube and they had the subtitles and when she says mario and princess beach beach is in quotations oh come on just to really drive home the fact that this is a joke and it's yeah. a bad joke uh i I'd don't know i guess almost the all the of jokes joke were a- pretty bad
0: like I never, <laughs> I don't think I laughed where I was supposed I, to laugh.
1: I groaned in the moment, but yeah. but then every time I think about it since then, I, it makes me smile. Like it makes me laugh how how ridiculous it is. Yeah, right. Uh, and I love Mario, so I don't mind him being mentioned in a a game published by Sony Interactive. It's very it's very uh you know, it's just the whole thing is just so absurd. Sure, yeah. Um, but, and this leads right into another absurd part where you're both running along the beach, Amelie in her <laughs> heels, face, and
0: Sam... Your face is, is all just, beat to hell and bleeding, and you're yes. smiling and running along the beach with, yeah, the love of your life or your mom, whatever it is. <laughs> with
1: with the... Yeah, with, with the person that you, you love unconditionally as two different people, even though... Th- You find out soon that it's just one person, but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, you get, you get to this point and, and you're looking over, uh, this rocky formation and you see Bridget with Die Hard Man. Yeah.
0: Yep. And then, uh, Amelie climbs up and pushes you off into the water, the murky water below.
1: Well, just before that, I think it's important to mention that Clifford Unger comes up oh, yeah. out You're of the right. water yeah. with his bol- with his skeleton boys, and Dead Man is completely losing it because, as we would find out, um, he has all kinds of guilt associated with Cliff. Yeah, uh, because Clifford was his. You mean you know leader die hard in the man. army? Not dead. You said Dead Man. Did I? Die Hard Man is yeah. who I'm talking about. Yeah, you know? yeah. and. And he's, you know, he's basically pleading with Cliff to forgive him and all this stuff. And Clifford wants his BB. Bridget points because she's a narc and she just points directly at the the cliff. Mm-hmm. And then that's, I think, when Amelie pushes you off. Right. Yeah. So then we got
0: the next Clifford. It's the next Clifford uh, encounter.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. I think no. so. Either that or you, like, see yourself as a baby first. That's what it is, right? Is that where we yeah. find this out? No. You I, You know what? At that time, I didn't find anything out. I was just like, well, I guess I'm a baby now. And then you get picked up by Amelie. You don't... Later we see, I think, or maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting this stuff out of order. Um, yeah. It's, it's really hard see. to
0: remember that in order.
1: I appreciate that. Maybe we should have taken notes. My bad. But, like... <laughs> uh yeah like soon after this we get the final clifford fight it's clifford unger is the name of the chapter yeah and it's episode 11 and this one i thought was the best boss fight in the game
0: uh, yeah for me. you think so yeah oh for you okay yeah yeah okay what made it your favorite uh what made it your favorite fight
1: I, I thought that the environment uh, and the fact that there were like there was tall grass around everywhere to allow you to sneak around easier and yeah. you could I didn't know this when I played the game but I saw someone else do this which is you could strand the skeletons and when you do Wait that they're little you can strand skeleton the heads. skeletons you can stra- you can sneak up behind them especially in the Vietnam section how do you sneak and up behind them? Oh, with because the grass. Because there's tall grass. Okay. Yeah, 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 there's okay. tall grass everywhere, which I was using just to get position. Okay. Um, but like you can sneak up behind the skeletons and you can strand them and their heads pop off and it's hilarious. Oh,
0: God. Do, do they roll? Like
1: does the skeleton head roll? Skull? I don't know. Like there's a, know? there's a there's cut scene and you see the head pop off and then it like it zooms out. So I don't think you get to see the, the skull roll. Uh, but... That's Definitely so cool. going to do that next time I play that section, um, and then I just thought like the like the burning uh, building structures and the dark forest and the smoke and every it just was a really cool environment. It um, was
0: a good environment. And it, I I did enjoy that part. I do, I never really liked the Clifford encounters, and then sure. from a story well, standpoint, later they're not really big on fun. Yeah, um, but anyway, yeah. So you do that. I got it. I had no idea you could do that to the skeletons. I always used the automatic um like the A- eight assault. Not AK- rifle. Yeah, the assault rifle. That's what I used.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah me yeah. too. Well, cool. Uh, but that section was pretty it was pretty intense too. And mainly I realized I was like, I don't want to replay this. Yeah. Um, but at the same time I was enjoying just the whole atmosphere of it and, you know, what it was doing to me emotionally. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, that was that boss fight again is the entire episode i believe yeah that's it the the rest of the episodes are pretty short they all have like
0: one thing you need to do um but the cutscenes are you know not short they're long um so you get through clifford and then the next one is bridges yeah
1: i 12, i think bridges. so or it might have been bridget um I don't know. I thought they were all named after people, but, uh, chapter 12, or episode 12 is that you have to make this delivery across country, um, without fragile's help because she is totally, you know, maxed out her ability to transport people. For some reason she transported everyone but you. Right. Um, (laughs) and now the beach is no longer safe to use people to move. Yeah. She passes Uh, out. So she's out
0: for a while. Um, And it was quite difficult because not having any help, but you also were off the network, right? You couldn't even use, um, you couldn't use the safe houses.
1: You, yes. And you could not, you couldn't build anything. I think it was, Um, you couldn't call
0: vehicles and stuff, or I couldn't for some reason.
1: I think you could get vehicles. Um, but anyway, I don't hmm. remember for sure. Yeah. One thing I did, Kyle, is that my my uh, uh, zip lines were intact, so I went ahead. Oh, I so got lucky. an email. I got an email from, uh, I guess it was Peter Anglert, who turns out to be Higgs, um, and he is talking about how, you know, y- you didn't deliver my pizza because I, I right. left that I, I left that uh, mission undone. And then I thought I'm gonna try and deliver the pizza, so I went to Mountain Knot City and grabbed it. Yeah. And um, I I had to rem- I had to get ceramics out because the pizza will be <laughs> will be vertical if you don't yes. carry other things and then stack it on I top. I saw that. So I yeah. like I got ceramics out just so I could get the pizza flat, <laughs> and then I ziplined across. I got to. Uh, I I had zip lines out of the mountains, so I ziplined over to the weather station. I got over to the uh, the roads, and then I I got somehow I don't know if it was a motorcycle that was just out or I, I retrieved it, but I got on a motorcycle. Drove all the way up. And I like this part because the rain is really intense and it's new, you know, it's a new weather that we hadn't experienced before. Was that the extra fog and rain? Right. Yeah. And I delivered that pizza and I got the points for it. So, you know, (laughs) just in case anyone's wondering if you fail to do it, you can still do it after. Uh, And then that's when I went ahead and explored Higgs's bunker. Oh, you didn't uh, have to deliver more than one. I thought you had to deliver pizza a few times. That was the second pizza. Oh, okay. The first pizza I had already done. Ah. The second pizza I had left undone was planning to do it later, but then forgot about it. And I got that email and I was pretty mad at myself Yeah. because I was like, you know, I was like, shoot, does this mean I can't deliver it now that the guy's dead? But it turns out you can still make the delivery and get the points.
0: What's funny is I got that email, the very first one, and I was like, I'm not going to. I inhabit the character of Sam in this world, right? So when I'm playing and I'm role-playing and I'm like, but part of me is in that character. And if someone were to send me an email saying, hey, I need pizza, I'm going to say that's not uh, important. So that's going to go in my nice to have (laughs) section. And if I get get around to it, yeah.
1: I'm going to do this urgent medical delivery first. I'm going to do this frozen sperm delivery first. I'm going to go do this... Oh, I, I did like The Collector and how... I don't know if you ever encountered The Collector, but he he gets his stuff he gets delivered is like PSP systems no, and I didn't PlayStation that. systems. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, yeah. And stuff like that <laughs> anyway. Um, that's funny. So I enjoyed that. But um, uh, yeah, so anyway, I delivered that. And then you get to... I want to say it's Lake Knot City, but I'm not sure. But you get to the end of that section of the map. Mm-hmm. And then the last stretch of the game... Uh, I I enjoyed this part. What did you think? Where
0: you're going across the country without anything, like no help and stuff. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot because that's the part of the game that I enjoyed most was the traversal and I liked going back. Like Most games I hate backtracking but in this one I, I didn't really see it as backtracking because you hadn't been in that direction in quite a while. You hadn't been in those right. parts of the map. So... Um, I went different ways because I was trying to go around where the BTs were if I could. And I tried to make sure I got through it without any of those encounters, even though certain ones were going to happen anyway
1: because it's scripted.
0: Um, I, I thought it was is, really I, fun. I, I, yes.
1: d, I do want to say this is the part where your structures are removed and it's yes. only other people's structures that exist. And so um, I, and at first, I, did this wrong because you're taking these crypto biotes from Lake Not City mm-hmm. to orig- whatever, the original place. Here, I've got a map here. Oh, no, I, I got rid of the map. Anyway, you're taking them from Port Knot City to th- th- all these cities, Capital <laughs> Not City. So yeah. uh, during that section, your structures are removed. Uh, and at first... I wasn't really considering the safety of my cargo because oh. I usually didn't have much problems. Sure. Uh, and I had to restart this mission. Really? How did it. you...
0: Did you totally break? Did it break? Yeah.
1: my. What happened was my cargo um, got damaged. Okay. And then I thought I could try to get this to the end, but I, I think that I would rather restart. So I went ahead and reloaded my save. And yeah. this time I charted routes from like from the uh, time fall shelters that other people had made and going from each one to the next one. And I like, I couldn't fabricate anything and I had not prepared container repair spray. Oh yeah. Thankfully, thankfully I was saved by other people who like I found some container repair spray that ended up saving me. So yeah, it was, it was intense. It was, also uh, reinforcing the idea of relying on other people and um, it was cool. There there were like the BTs in the center section that were those floating balloons again. Yeah. That part was intense and then there was another part where I fought some familiar BTs. There was just really hard rain the entire time. It was a tough part.
0: Yeah. I really like relying on other people in this game and You could trust that there was going to be something there to help you along the way when you needed it. And that feeling Mm. is so good. It made me want to keep playing the game to do that for other people, to make sure other people who were playing it for the first time have something. And that's exactly what Kojima wanted you to do. You don't have to do it, but because... It was there it gave me such a positive feeling i want others to have that too and not have a hard time playing the game um so i will be doing that and it's not like is it doing anything for me now i already finished the game no it's not doing anything for me now but the idea that i'm helping someone else's game is pretty fulfilling are you like yeah do you get that too there's some satisfaction
1: yeah yeah yeah. i get a little bit of satisfaction from that um and I definitely relied on it in this last stretch. And yeah. it was fun. I found it fun to really have to fight against the elements during this last portion and rely on those timefall shelters. And it totally changed the route I took. Like, I wasn't taking the quickest route. I was hitting up these timefall right. shelters. Yeah. And then in the last, the very last stretch, of course, there's the giant whale fight, right. uh, which I got lucky was... with that. Okay, tell me about that.
0: So, um... There is, so a giant whale comes, right? And people who haven't played <laughs> <Sure. That's laughs> haven't played this, yeah, you know, normal life. Um, it's got, it's probably the hardest boss fight in the game, I would say, because it's got the biggest health bar. But if you get lucky like I did, it's actually kind of easy. And uh, there was, I don't know how to explain which building it was, but there were a couple buildings that came out of the tar. And they just never went away because part of it, it said, if you stayed somewhere long enough, the whale would, uh, land on it and make it go away. Um, I don't know if that happened to you during your fight, but I stayed in the corner of two buildings and the whale never got close. It never hit me. And there was, um, what are those figures that come out of the tar and they help you? It's like other, it's like ghosts or something. There are yeah, like these white yeah. figures sort of, that will f- throw items at you.
1: It's this game's way of keeping you from ever getting stuck right. in one of these fights because they're going to throw you some extra weapons. Yeah, because uh, you're going to run yeah, out of Yeah, I did ammo. the same thing. Right. I, I was getting weapons from those guys, just like firing everything I had into yeah. these into this thing, using up all my blood bags. Uh, it was. I thought that the boss is dumb, like it's a dumb boss sure. in that it doesn't really challenge you, but it's very cool. The sky is all orange and shit, and it looks really neat. And um, it was kind of fun to fight. Uh, yeah. It, it really, to me, the last boss fight, I sort of consider kind of the Vietnam section, but also just this whole portion where you're moving across the, lax- the last section of the map and trying not to let the crypto buyouts um, get damaged. Like, yeah. that's really the hardest part of this section. Yeah. Uh. So,
0: yeah. So yeah, so I got I, lucky uh, with that and finally just i just sat in that one position and killed it with a grenade launcher that kept dropping at my feet and um i like knowing i didn't like that part but i like knowing when the whale was done that you were that was it like there were there was not going to be any more bts that you had to like encounter at all you could just get and deliver those crypto biotes it was a really good feeling when that was over because you felt like you were actually yes. making a difference in that world, you know? So, yeah, right. it was cool. Um, Was that... When do we find out... Is it during this chapter where we find out the big reveal? Or is it the next one? Sam Strand, episode 13.
1: If you mean... Okay, so I think it's chapter 14 Okay, that we find that out. Okay. But... Let me just look this up here. Um, not IGN. Uh, so after after you after you beat the uh, whale, then what happens? You tell me. After you remember. beat the whale, yeah,
0: you just got to yeah. deliver the crypto biotes, That's it.
1: That's right. The you end. deliver those, and <laughs> and then Fragile's like, oh, thanks. She eats one. She's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and then you kind of say goodbye to her, right? You say bye to. And you go on your way because you have to. No, you have BB at this point, so I don't remember the little bit leading up to the next episode.
1: Well, you leave BB behind because, or Lou, as you call, as you call it? Um, and you, you're heading to the beach, and Frangel yes, sends you to, to the confront, beach with Amelie. Uh, Amelie. Yeah, right. And. This section was bonkers uh, because Amelie talks to you, and she ends up giving you this little revolver, which comes into play later. Which, uh, yeah. So, we've already y- seen this revolver. We saw, we saw Die Hard Man on the beach with uh, Bridget. Yeah, pointing it at her. So, this revolver already has um, gotten some screen time. Yeah, you're not
0: supposed to be able to take. Weapons onto the beach is what I remember from the beginning of the game. And then you're able to take this one somehow.
1: Well, no, she, I think she gives it to you.
0: Okay. Is that, that's why. Okay. Yeah. Um, So you go to the beach with the sole intent to change her mind because you have this connection to Amelie. Everyone acknowledges you have this connection. It hurts Fragile's feelings that you have this deep connection. Uh, and you think that you can go there and change her mind and not... Uh, cause the extinction so uh, you this whole section here really frustrated me did you enjoy this section because you had to run along the beach several times more than several times um, and it was a long time to get the uh, cutscenes to happen like to cause to initiate the event the next I sequence think you of might events
1: have, you might have uh, skipped, skipped ahead in your mind uh, because no. at first you talk to, and I could be wrong, but I think you talk to Amelie at first and before you end up in your own beach, hmm. that's when she gives you the gun. Okay, And and she she says, well, this is, she says you know what to do, basically. Right. Um, okay. How could you not? Uh, and then that's when she's walking oh, out yeah, yeah, yeah. into the water right. and she is about to you know, call this extinction, this final extinction that we think is going to just completely end all life. Yeah. Um, and you have the gun, and it's out. And what did you do? Did you fire at her? Immediately, <laughs> without hesitation. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not Sam, and I'm not. A, I'm not. You know, so attached. To Amelie slash Bridget, yeah. Um, Part of it was
0: because I wanted to know: Did I really have this choice? And I figured Kojima would not let me do it. And that's what you find out: is you can't kill her with the gun.
1: So you can't kill her. Um, You can let her cause the extinction, which causes a game over. I didn't. This did not happen. Oh, you can. But apparently, if you just let her walk out, she will. Cause an explosion. Wait and a it Ends everything.
0: How do you let her walk out without even?
1: She. It's if you just stand there and and she, she just like let her walk out. Oh and wow. Okay. Do the extinction. But like, what what happened with my playthrough is I shot I shot three times and it was enough to see that it wasn't working. I yep. wanted to. I didn't want to run out of bullets. So, <laughs> um, then I started walking toward her. I put my gun away. And I got up close to her and it says R1 hug. Yeah. And I felt pretty great about that. I was like, oh, oh. and then I hugged her. Um, and then they talk for a little bit. And a lot of like the themes of the game are starting to really just come out at this point. She talks about how, you know, humanity has a choice between ending it now cleanly or fighting against death. Yeah. Um, even right. though, you know, it's coming and that's sort of everyone's choice every day. Yeah, And that's um, true. Just like the struggle of being alive and and all the pain and suffering that comes along with that and choosing no matter what to, to keep going um, yeah. because of your affection for other people and your connections with people. Um, I was moved. I thought it was... Uh, a, a, I don't know. I, I just, you know, it was consistent with the kind of curveballs I had been thrown throughout the rest of the game. Sure. I really liked pressing R2 to hug. Like that felt good. Um, and then I think you're referring to the part where you get put onto your own beach. Yeah. That was later. I,
0: yeah, you go to the beach so often all of it just kind of runs together in my head. But, um, before that happens, we find out some pretty big news, uh, which is episode fourteen, Lou, and I don't know if it happens right away, but we find out that we are in fact the BB that Cliff had been after for so long.
1: Well, you f- right, you find all that out. At- we didn't talk about the uh, the fake credits are yeah they're real credits but it's a fake out so you you get sent to your own sort of like personal purgatory yeah and that's when the credits start to roll and i genuinely thought the game was over Oh really yeah um, okay and you i i understand that part is i i liked it because i thought it was a mood and mm-hmm. i was like sort of like thinking about everything i had been through um and all of the talking from amelie mm-hmm. uh I was kind of, like, on the edge of my seat for and listening to and trying to figure it all out. She really was explaining uh, her perspective, even though it's completely not, like, inhuman, yeah. her perspective. Like, right. it's... Well, she wasn't human. like Yeah, that makes sense. Well, from, she doesn't seem like one to me. I mean, yeah. she seems, like, just her motives and everything are just so so off the wall. Well, she's been um, secluded, like, her entire
0: life on that beach. She just you know, there's no, I guess right. time is not time
1: to her either. So. Right. That's yeah. true. Well, and one of the last things she tells you is that, you know, you are needed or that you need to, you need to rejoin the living. Right. And you get that at the, at the, you start to hear the voices of Lochna and dead man and you walk toward the, the ocean and you see like, these five figures in the sky, and yeah. it's the same five figures you see at the beginning of the game. And I I read those as being the five previous extinction in- entities. Oh, But then also, it kind of felt like, are those my five friends who are trying to help me right now? I thought it was the right friends, now? yeah. I had both, yeah, I had both thoughts when I was playing that part. Um, and then that's when you rejoin the living, and we get to see... The cutscene of the inauguration, the cutscene of Die Hardman's like emotional, uh he just is like crying to Sam about how he ended up being responsible for right. Clifford Unger's death. Yeah. And then you find out through more cutscenes that you are, in fact, you, Sam Porter Bridges, are the first bridge baby. Yeah. That was. And that Cliff is your daddy.
0: And I like that because um, it's crazy, but also Kojima did a good job of, if you put some scenes together from previous uh, sequences in the game, you could put it together that they found a baby on the beach and that was you, you know, and she took care of that baby. And uh, I'm trying to put it all together. No, no.
1: Yeah, so uh, she decides to... Bridget wants to raise the child as her own, mm-hmm. and then Bridget, and then Amelie, because the child gets shot, Amelie is able to find that child on the beach, right. heal That's it, what it, and was. send it back. Yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. Sam has dooms. That's why he's right. a repatriate. That's why you know he has all these special in-game yeah. abilities. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, thought
0: that was great. The way they
1: explained that, that was one of my favorite parts of the game. Um, it made all the weird uh, scenes with Mads, which I loved watching them throughout the game, but none of them made any sense. They weren't clicking. And then it really did give them, like, retrospective meaning and, and weight, and Yeah, I enjoyed that.
0: Now, what I also don't understand after that, though, after that reveal, is why did we fight Mads? And why does uh, uh, Sam just kind of throw it away? He just says... Oh it doesn't seem like he really wanted to fight he just wanted to chat which was a quote that he says to Deadman um yeah but it obviously looked like he wanted to fight cuz he initiated those fights every single time
1: um Well I assumed I assumed that that the ghost of Clifford who was clearly an angry ghost <laughs> because of because of what happened in his death like he has to kill his wife who's brain dead like he has yeah, to kill her yeah. and then he is shot and his BB is shot. Right. And I think when he says, he's saying these things like, I want my BB back and uh, I'm sorry. And I just wanted what was best for you and all these different things. You're hearing them in your ear, like this, the audio part of yeah. those um, Clifford fights were so cool. And um, the whole time you're thinking he's coming after you because he thinks you have his baby. Right. Right. And I think that might still be the case. Whereas at the very end, when you're thrust into that cutscene and there's that moment outside of time where Clifford is talking to Sam, I think maybe that's when Clifford realizes that that was his son. Oh, you don't think maybe, Clifford knew
0: the whole time?
1: I think that's also a possibility. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know. But for me, it would help explain sort of the the fight aspect of those sections.
0: Yeah. That would help me out. I just assumed that Clifford, I thought it was just lazy writing and Clifford knew the whole time. And we were just kind of throwing away the whole fight (laughs) sequences, uh, with that little line, um, like even in the first
1: one, Unger, where he like at the very end, he like grabs the BB pod and looks at it, but then he just like looks up back at you and yeah. hands the pod back. And, yeah. And at the time, I didn't understand it, but it's so beautiful in retrospect. Oh, that's and true. I'm, yeah. You know, you you are a father, so you you have the added emotional weight of that. I'm not. I I am, however, a person with a father, so I at least mm-hmm. have a little bit of that. But I thought, man, uh, the the part where. Um, Clifford says, you know, being a father did not make him scared. it made him brave. Yeah. Um, you're looking, you know, when you have a child, that connection is so strong and yeah. I'm speaking out of turn, but I, I I hope that I hope that I can. Um, it's such a beautiful picture of the theme of this game, which is that we're forming these connections which are, so strong and so so impactful to us with the knowledge that everything goes away and everything yeah. ends yeah
0: and, yeah uh, i mean i that line where it's i'm not that's the bravery yeah 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 the you made me brave line there is it's struck me i don't like the way it's said because i i well, i'm very literal when it comes to the word brave and how in order to be brave you have to be scared you can't be brave without being scared so the fact that he said he's not scared but brave doesn't make sense to me but that's just being nitpicky yeah.
1: um sure no yeah i think basically what he was trying to get across was that his anticipation of being a father was fear and then yes. when it when it came to be he felt even when even when there's fear, you feel comfortable in the role. That's the bravery. Yeah. Like you're going to do anything and everything for this child, um, come what may. Uh, y- you didn't know that you had what it took before. Yeah. Until it it happens, and then you're like, oh, um, actually, I'm all about this.
0: Yeah. Uh, and what I did like about that was it made me. It did make me think about Isla and me and how I, I I'm afraid of silly things in my life. Like I don't like to fly and stuff, right? So I have to take medicine and I'm I'm afraid of flying. But when I do that with Isla and it's just me and her, I'm still afraid, but I can't do, I can't take the medicine and stuff. And she being with her, it literally does make me brave. And I put up with that stuff and I can actually go through with all these things that normally would make me afraid if I was by myself to the point where like the very first job I had, I had to fly to Hawaii. I purposely missed my flight thinking I can get out of this trip. And because I was so deathly afraid of it, but now like with Isla, I would never do that like i can get i can do anything if she's beside me because i can put that feeling of brave she gives me that feeling of bravery she has
1: her belief yeah. in your heroism exactly. sort
0: of like manifests it and makes it real exactly yeah it's and beautiful. that's
1: what i got out of this game in that segment i love that yeah i just honestly <laughs> i get emotional thinking about this game like I uh it, because it's it's so silly and so uh, serious at the same time and those are some yeah. of my favorite pieces of media just in general um, some of the most some of the silliest media can can have some of the most serious and impactful messages or or themes right and um, I was looking forward to having this conversation with you and, and, yeah. and I was looking forward to hearing what other people thought about the game and, constantly throughout the game Kojima in a very personal way is reaching out and he's telling you these are the movies I like mm-hmm. and these are these these are the um, books that I read to to I read there's a there's a quote at the beginning of the game from a book a short story by Kobo Abe and it's that whole thing about the rope and the stick being mankind's companions. Oh yeah, right. And um I read that story. Um, there's a translation of it on Medium.com. Oh, cool! It, and uh, it's it's a very moving story about these um, these poor children who are like torturing this dog. Essentially, mm. when I say poor, I mean they're you know they're of of small means. Sure. And these these two daughters who are neglected by their father, who is addicted to gambling, and mm. um, they kind of join in with these boys and and their way of dealing with the situation is killing the dog to put it out of its misery Mm. and they do so by like holding a rope and and Mm. twining it around the dog's neck and snapping it and killing it Mm. and um later in the story i mean i'm giving away the story but you know if you want to read it you should anyway because it's it's still bizarre and and a a weird thing to read and it's an emotionally taxing yeah um but they their father has got some sort of illness and and they don't want to see him die slow they don't want to see him suffer so they kill him using the same Mm. method yeah and um it definitely like (laughs) changed (laughs) how i thought about using the strand in this game sure (laughs) (laughs) um but, like Kojima has so many personal uh, personal fingerprints on this game, and I felt like he was reaching out with this game. and he was he created something that caused other people to reach out. He, he caused yeah. you to want to talk to me about it. He caused people around the world to to think about these themes together with imagery that, although it's bizarre and sometimes confusing, is very uh iconic in a way that you don't forget it and i don't forget the rope and i don't forget the strand and you know all these you know the fact that it's made out of his blood and he has this like cross thing on his belly button uh that you know there's just all these symbolic meanings um and i just think that this game in now that we're at the end i can say for me uh, I thought that it did exactly what it set out to do, and it communicated its themes in in ways that um, that I really appreciate. Yeah, and uh, I hope to see I hope to see more of. Not to mention, this thing is just a very weird experience. I that couldn't surprised believe surprised me constantly. I couldn't believe that I
0: actually finished it. I couldn't believe I actually started it, and I was just fully in from the beginning. Um, But you're right like he is wild crazy and silly as it can get it can make you incredibly emotional it'll make you connect with other people like in real life like you said uh it's un it's unreal like i'm playing this game i'm gonna continue to play this game like i wouldn't continue playing after i finish other games i never go back i just never do it i don't have the nostalgia for going back and playing old stuff. I never play things more than once. And this one, I'm gonna keep, I feel connected to people through the game and I feel this need to go back to help. And that's what he wants from you as a player. I thought that was really cool. Um, And every, there's so many like, you have a whole bunch of standard quests in the game that you're doing that i didn't do so you're going to have all these stories to tell me about that i want to hear because i played this game too but i didn't do all those side quests so you already have like lots of experiences i didn't have yet and i can enjoy hearing those from you when you tell me those and that's just
1: fun yeah to be fair a lot of those experiences are redundant in that it's like oh go get this go get this thing from the the terrorists and bring it back uh go go collect this or go make this delivery and they're really just all iterations of the same thing over and over again Mm -hmm. but because the map is so beautiful and so big your your different delivery routes as you plan them uh, just gives you a new little adventure every time um, so that's where I can go back and, and replay the game yeah um, but yeah I mean when I first learned about death stranding it just kind of was like whatever I've never played a Kojima game I'm not really big <laughs> yeah. into like big cinematic games I'm sure. I'm a Nintendo kid and so like I was always about Nintendo is always about what's a fun mechanic and then we'll build around that right um, and and sometimes their games have like deeper messages like Pikmin has, has some like hidden deep messages in there. Um, But like, uh, I wasn't expecting to like the game. And then you were sending me a video of early reactions that were negative. Mm -hmm. And even though they were negative, I was everything I was learning about the game. I was like, Oh, I kind of like am into that. Oh, I'm in, I'm kind of into that. I'm kind of into the idea of it being brutal in these different ways. And it being, um, you know, based on, deliveries instead of shooting people. I, I kind of, you know, I'm kind of interested to see how that plays out. Sure. Um, but what I ended up experiencing was more in that I didn't really know code, like understand Kojima as a director before as a creator. Uh, whereas now I feel like I do way more than I would with someone else's game. Yeah. Uh, He, 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 he is all over this game and, um, I appreciate that. You don't always get that from a video game, and you you don't always want to, to be fair. Right, yeah. uh, I'm just so glad that weird shit like this exists and is popular to a point that we can talk about it and we can, you know, make our own strands. Yeah, exactly.
0: I'm glad that it did well enough to where he's able to start on uh, the next game, and we saw... Glimpses of what that could be. It looked like it's going to be a, a horror game. Horror? horror? Oh, no. Horror. Yeah.
1: Dude, I'm going to be so spooked out. I don't play scary games Yeah. that much. Um. I hope. And the scary, I just feel like he's going to, I didn't play PT. Did you yes, play PT? I have it. Yeah, I have it. Uh, Still,
0: I have it on a hard, so like that my, the PS4 you have, there is a different hard drive in there had more space. I have the original hard drive that goes to that PS4 here, and PT is on there. So if you did want to try it out, I could just give you that drive and you can put it in. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know that's
1: worth a lot of money,
0: Kyle. Probably. I don't know. Is it? Because you can still... Can't you still get it somehow? Someone figured out how to crack it, and... Okay. But I don't know if that's still available. I remember reading where someone figured out a... Because the link to download it was still there if you got past, like, this weird glitch in the PSN store. Um
1: Well, we'll find, we'll anyway, find all that out. Yeah, I can but go on if that's, and see. If that's true and you have it, that's pretty dope, dude. Yeah, that's it's pretty cool. sitting in my closet over there.
0: I labeled the hard drive PT, so I wouldn't forget. Dude, there's a ghost in that thing.
1: I I just, um yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> probably going to play the next game Kojima yeah. Productions makes because I want to see that absolutely insane like kojima production splash where it's like luden's on the moon and then the whale oh my gosh like as soon as i saw that i was like i think i might like this experience and i did i
0: am there were two things that got me into it and then we're we're like over two hours but um yeah then we can
1: then we can shut up yeah but but it it, i just want to say thank you for talking to me about the game very fun and i hope to you know form some sort of connection with whoever's listening if anyone chooses to join us and we're going to record this and put it on the internet so people hopefully will be listening to it intermittently for a long time (laughs) and we got to figure out the next
0: game man i mean the whole reason why we're doing this podcast is because i was like let's talk about death stranding and i just want to talk about it But I also want to record it so I have Us talking about it and I can listen to it Myself at some point but You know I We both came to the conclusion we wanted to just Have a slow Podcast where we can fully Digest a game instead of feeling Rushed and we can just Discuss it like a book club so And this was the perfect game to do it first With Uh, the next one We kind of threw out the idea of doing Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch Which I started the other day um, yeah, which is amazing so far, and I can't believe how much better it is than the second one because I started the second game a long time ago. Um, do you still want to do Nino Kuni, or do you want to do a different game? Should we do a game that we, we typically wouldn't play, kind of like what we did with Death Stranding?
1: We we could. Uh, I it's kind of a money thing for me. It's mm-hmm. like I think I've saw it for thirty bucks, so I, I might I might go ahead and just jump on it. But okay, there are lots of other. Games we could play before then too. I might wait till I get my tax refund, but sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to talking about whatever we do next. But you know, it's probably not going to be anything like this because nothing, no. yeah, I've ever played is quite like this. No, but uh
0: we'll treat it the same way, like a book club, and just discuss it. So doesn't matter what it is. I was even thinking, uh, well, we could talk about it. Outside of the podcast, but um I kinda was looking at that Dragon Ball Z game, Karakot, the one that just came out. Or rather, Kakarot. Yeah, Kakarot. Can't have you mispronounce, you know, I could just say carrot because it means carrot. That's true. So but I'll mispronounce everything. I used to say Charizard mm-hmm. instead of Charizard. Um Venusaur. Yes. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, let's talk about another game next time, and okay. we'll also talk about. I had this idea to rank all the Super Smash Brothers yes! characters based on clout. Okay, that was an amazing idea. That should be the
0: next podcast where we just debate that, especially because this is where the disagreeers part of the game or part of our at least name comes yes. into. <laughs> Fruition.
1: At least we'll disagree, and it'll yeah. it'll be a lighthearted conversation uh, to kind of shake this death stranding off.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: We think it'll be like lighthearted, it. but uh, I don't know. I was pretty pissed <laughs> at your yeah, your rankings. Yeah, yeah so. I know, but I'll have a chance to uh, to defend my thought process. And honestly, I, I assume that my list will change after talking to you because. I got Daniel's feedback and I already <laughs> moved down baby Bowser. So, Oh, that's you funny. Know, he yeah. was, he was right. He was right. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: I did my list today, so I'm excited about it. So the next one we do perfect in two weeks, maybe even next weekend. We'll talk we'll about, see. well,
1: next one we do, we'll talk about super smash brothers, the whole thing, the whole series. And we'll yeah. talk about those, uh, we'll talk about those characters. that will be fun. All right, man.
0: All right. Thanks for talking to me about death stranding, buddy. Yep. And I'll talk to you fun. soon. Yeah. See you. So, yeah.
1: All right. Well, just like the game Death Stranding, uh, <laughs> we thought we were done, but we're not because no. uh, we we neglected to talk about the final gameplay mission of the game, which is when you're Lou. taking. That's right. You're taking Lou, who is supposedly expired, supposedly no longer functional as as the BB is a. Um, piece of equipment it's no longer functional but right. dead man uh strongly hints that although he would be disallowed from removing lou that uh maybe you could remove lou and see what happens which is just sort of an open-ended hint yeah
0: he said once we get to the incinerator that he'll have 15 minutes of not being monitored and uh So we could do whatever we want. And earlier in the game, Deadman had mentioned when uh, Lou was kind of uh, going on the fritz, he said if we removed Lou from the incubator, it would be like a 70%. I don't remember the percentage, but it would be like a 70% chance he'd die. So it wasn't 100%. Um, So we already had that in our minds, too. Like, maybe he'll live if we
1: take him out. Right, and this, was, this mission was sort of a beautiful echo of, of kind of an early mission where you take Bridget's body to yeah. the incinerator. Um, and I thought that the music that played over this was great. It was BB's theme, um, and it's an incredibly moving song that was mm-hmm. used in one of the later trailers for Death Stranding, but I'm glad I didn't pay attention to that trailer too closely because uh, I thought that this song and this mission had some major impact and you you end up using Igor's ropes and ladders once again to get to the incinerator.
0: Yeah, and my memory is not good. So when I got first of all, you get to the section where you have to deliver BB to the incinerator and you can't use your map. So you have to figure out a way to get there without seeing a way on the map. You can't plot your points. You just have to find your way and I used a guide. I I didn't want to be frustrated. So I tried to figure out where to go. It's pretty simple. And I noticed um, if I didn't use the guide that you can still see footprints on the ground leading you to where you need to go. So you could follow actual footprints, Um, which is what I ended up doing after I kind of followed a guide for a little bit. Like you said, Igor's uh, stuff was still there. I didn't remember
1: who Igor was. So I'm saying I, it's I think it's pronounced Igor. I said Igor, Igor like Igor. from yeah, like from um Frank like young Frankenstein. Anyway, sure. doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh yeah, so so yeah, you didn't remember didn't remember that it, so it down yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a developer. I thought I thought
0: it was Kojima making us think that a player had put that stuff there for us, but everyone was seeing the name Igor or Igor and um I was like, oh, so that's a planned element in the game like that was just scripted. But it would have made so much more sense to me if I remembered that character from the beginning of the game. Um, And it would have hit more emotionally too that we're using that equipment from the beginning of the game. It's really neat. Um, And then you're coming down the hill and you're seeing the incinerator just in the distance and you have this Overwhelming sense of dread because you don't really know what's going to happen. You you know you're going to take Lou out,
1: and then um, yeah, and but you, you don't, don't know. If you it's don't want live. the ending. You don't want the ending to be Lou is dead because yeah. you've formed. The game has done such a good job at at um making you care about Lou.
0: Yeah. So Kojima does a, a thing that he has done a lot. He likes to twisty turn yeah. So you have all this in your mind like am I going to take Lou out obviously you're going to take Lou out but you see Sam put BB or you see Sam put Lou in the incinerator and he
1: starts going down and right before the and you also put your sorry you also put your cuff your handcuff communicator in the incinerator
0: right and right before the point of no return you swoop in take Lou right out and uh you take him out of the incubator and you hold him in this beautiful moment, like a newborn, against.
1: It's not skin to skin because you're still wearing your uniform. But, right. Well, um, well, first, you, he, I think he he tries to actively resuscitate Lou. Oh, right. Yeah. Using CPR, but that doesn't work, and he starts to see the the black umbilical cord form. Yeah. Um, but then that's when you basically just embrace and start crying. Yeah. And the hug saves the day once again. Yeah, exactly. I didn't put that together, but you're
0: right. Yeah, it's uh, R2 hug. R2 hug saves the day. Um, yeah, so you have this... It's, again, cinematic, and you get this beautiful shot of you, like a long shot of you holding Lou, and as the camera is zooming out or, you know, tracking backward you're seeing more of the scene come to life and around you you see these bt babies uh floating in midair just watching over you um i love that i don't know what that means i thought all the bt's were technically gone but i don't know how they can be there um but i thought that was a really comp- like a really compelling compellingly cl- uh composed shot and uh, after that, you it's all like out of focus and you're outside of the incinerator now and um, you see Sam walking toward you, the camera, and he comes in focus and it's raining heavily, but he doesn't have his hood up. He's got Lou out in the rain. And I guess this is signaling to us that things have changed because yeah. nothing is happening from the rain. You're not getting older.
1: You, you see you see that it's normal rain, yeah. or at least to be acting like normal rain. And not only that, but where we had been seeing these upside-down rainbows throughout the entire game, which the rainbow has always had an apocalyptic kind of meaning, yeah. uh, thanks to the different flood stories. Um, now we see a normal rainbow. Oh, was there and, really uh, a normal rainbow? I missed that. Oh, my yes, God, dude. Uh, a, a Norman rainbow or a or a normal <laughs> Uh I yeah. I no, that. Normal rainbow appears uh, in the sky and yeah, pretty cool because then uh, BB obviously has got a, her his or her eyes open. I <laughs> say yeah. his or her because then after is it after another uh, screen transition, uh, you see kind of Sam's hand with his tattoo. And BB's hand slowly crawling up Sam's hand. Yeah, yeah, says, that was beautiful. Says Lou, and then he says Louise. Oh. Oh, yeah, you're right. And so that's when, because we never, you never see BB's genitalia you're throughout right. the entire game. Yeah. Which, you know, you assume is just because you don't want to, and that's how it was framed. Uh, but it also hides the, you know, sort of, that aspect of the child and now he calls her Louise and it's sort of implied that, um, she's a girl and, um, that perhaps his own, uh, offspring would have been a a girl as well. But uh, I thought that was a nice little twist and maybe, maybe Louise can have her own adventure someday, but you and I just, we agreed that we forgot this in our Mm -hmm. original, discussion and had to talk about it yeah it's one
0: of the most important things to happen in the game and we just <laughs> I, it, we
1: There's went two
0: hours talking about episode 5 yeah. to 13 and we just kind of forgot the most important part so we had to come back and i might edit this in <laughs> like uh kojima edit where we go to credits and then we come back in and talk about 14 um so yeah i I wish I saw the rainbow, because that would have affected me if I saw that. Did you see when um, Lou smiled? It was right when they were outside in the rain. You could see a glimpse of his face before he gets tucked back in to, uh, to Sam's shoulder, and Lou smiles. Yeah. He, he does, like, a little smirk. It was
1: it was cute. It, yeah, she does. Oh, yeah, is she? It, yeah. it was... Uh... <laughs> yeah, no... It, it... So it was just really, really positive. And I, I, I really enjoy listening to that song now. Yeah. I've listened to it a few times after that. Um, but an awesome little bow on the end of the game. And then, of course, after that, uh, you get to chapter or episode 15, which is your post game. Yeah. So anyway, I uh, again, this is the real ending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is we're not. We got everything.
0: Back. Yeah, we got it this time. Yeah. Yeah, what a yeah. beautiful ending it was. Like, uh, yeah, I might pull up the video just so I could see that right side of uh, the smile rainbow. I was, every time I saw a rainbow that was frowny, I was sad
1: and scared. Yeah, the, the upside down rainbows throughout the game were, were connected to the Death Stranding. And then the right side up rainbow sort of obviously signifies that things have been delayed, yeah. at least for now.
0: yeah. That's cool.
1: I like it. All right. Well, let's say goodbye again and uh, wrap it up. But thanks again.
0: Yeah. And And,
1: uh, uh, I'll talk to you soon. See you. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye.